God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, you know, we're going to start off with uh, Joe Biden um, it pretty much admitting that he's vile in violation of the Constitution. Isn't he sworn to upheld the laws of the land? Didn't he swear that? I just wonder why he's not doing it. Of course, we know why. It's because the Democrats are acting as if they have, the Democrats are acting as if they have very short time. They're acting as if they are running out of time. They're acting as if they know what the results of the election really were. They're acting as if they are a leader, uh, a leading Uh, like a tyrannical government. It kind of makes me think about al-Assad from Syria. And people would question, why are you so ruthless? And why are you so tyrannical? And the same question was asked to Saddam Hussein. And the same question was asked of the Chinese leadership or the Russian leadership, Putin. Why are you so tough? Why do you rule with an iron fist? And the answer is because they're outnumbered. They don't have the numbers. Nobody wants to be controlled like a piece of cattle, branded, tattooed, uh, and locked in to a corral. Nobody wants to be put on a train and sent to uh, Auschwitz. People just want to live their life free. But somehow the government throughout history has impeded our ability to live free. And so we came up with that slogan, live free or die. And here we are, dealing with another tyrannical government inspired by 
our globalist allies who have set the stage and have uh, pushed the groundwork for this inevitably to come to our shores because we've allowed people to buy into our land like China and like other European countries. And we've negotiated to not in our best interest uh, for multinational or multilateral trade deals that benefit other nations to equalize the playing field. Not when it comes to equality, but when it comes to equity. Equity is engineered. Equity is where you redistribute wealth as if you're moving around pieces on a checkerboard. Setting the board up just right so that you can win every time. That's equity. Equity is equity is not leveling the playing field like equality is. Equity is all about redistribution of wealth. So when minorities come to you and they want a more equitable future, what they're talking about is responding to the errors of our ways, slavery and racism. And they're suggesting that we actually have more racism and more slavery. And it was uh, one. It was Congressman Hawley that was quoting um, a black uh, leader who was basically talking about just that. You know what? What uh, the, the way you get past current slavery is with future slavery, and how you right the wrong is by doing more wrongs. And two wrongs, you know, but but two wrongs don't make it right. This is where I've, I've grown up to learn. But equity is all about that. All Equity is about just basically drumming the same incorrect drum to try to level the playing field. The only problem is the playing field always changes. And you never quite get it right. And you, you seem... The government seems to always get it wrong when it gets in metals into the business area of capitalism and social engineering. Medicine's gotten it wrong, too. You know who's gotten it right? God has gotten it right. God said that there's two sexes, man and a woman. Goes back to the days of Adam and Eve. And... It's not the government's business to be trying to figure out how you can split that hair or that molecule or that atom or that whatever and try to figure out exactly what's what. The government can't even get the postage to deliver delivered correctly or get the trains to run on time with the supplemental Amtrak. If they can't do that, why in the world will we expect that they're going to do right by do right by uh, commerce or medicine. And yet still we have the CDC controlling the outcome of commerce, basically picking and choosing 
saying, well, the banks are our friends. So we're going to leave the banks alone while they clobber the heads of landlords, but we're going to crack down on the landlords because they're the business owner. They're the small business owner, the landlord. And so they are the target. Middle class USA, upper middle class USA is going to be crushed because of what the CDC and the Biden administration are doing. Knowingly doing and knowingly violating the Constitution of the United States. In fact, Joe Biden went as far as to say that he says, well, why is the, uh, when he was asked this question, why is the eviction moratorium constitutional? And the answer he got was, I can't guarantee you the court won't rule that we don't have that authority, but at least we'll have the ability to, if we have to appeal, to keep, if we have to appeal, to keep this going for a month, a, a, a month at last, at least. I hope longer. So basically what he's trying to do is tie it up in the courts to where he could violate the Constitution until the courts catch up with his violation. And is he ever going to pay the price? I mean, if he's subject to this game, Joe Biden and Joe, they, the courts go to them and say, not only is this frivolous, not only are you in violation of the court uh, constitution, shouldn't there be a penalty for that? Like treason or impeachment? <clears throat> because he knowingly violated the constitution and violated his trust with the public. Of course, we know that he's not trustworthy, but in this, that's a tangible, litigated, uh, liable um, situation where you could, you got a hook. You could actually go with this. That he's knowingly violating the Constitution. Now, in, in, in the real world, it could very well be the case that you would say, you're going to pay all court fees. Well, that doesn't work either because he's the president. So who's going to pay the court fees but you and me? The victim of his crime. We're going to end up paying that court fee. So you say, well, then, you know, you're in violation of the law knowingly. And you're kind of like using our court system against, you know, for, for personal gain or what have you. And do you think anything's going to come of that? No, you, they're exempt. That's the whole thing about this whole COVID thing. Is you got a couple of people that are in bed with China that are benefiting directly from this whole thing. They have a conflict of interest like you've never seen, like it's the fox guarding the hen house. <clears throat> or the fox actually, in this case, guarding the fox house. Basically, it's it's sort of like you got the prisoners guarding the prison. And they are not being held accountable. The FDA hasn't approved anything. So why would they ever be liable? They haven't approved anything. So they're not liable. And you can go on and say, oh, it's experimental. But it was an emergency. 
And then you got all this conflict, all these investigations going on by the same people that had their hands in the cookie jar to begin with. And that's Fauci and his descendants and disciples and his colleagues and his academia world all have benefited from government grants and he holds the purse strings and they all kiss the ring of Dr. Tony Fauci. They all kiss his ring and he's that little man syndrome that pounds his chest and feels like an important man when he's probably as as evil as any mechlomaniac you've ever met or any little man syndrome that gained a little bit of power it goes to their head they've written stories about this it's we're witnessing it it's truth is stranger than fiction this is like a greek tragedy of epic proportions where our government who learned from the best of them like germany and Italy, and France, and all these socialist countries. uh, They're suggesting that we be more like them. And we don't want to be like them. We want to be like America. America is different. America doesn't speak multi-languages because of our geographical situation. We are segmented segregated from Europe. We have no chance of integrating with Europe because of the geographical structures in the world. You know, it's not that Americans don't want to learn multiple languages. It's that we don't have the opportunity because when we go to, uh, you know, from Philadelphia to Atlanta or Atlanta to Tucson, we're not we're still speaking the same languages and in fact if you if the globalists and multinational corporations have their way every town's going to look exactly the same that's the one of the problems what's going on not only in the world but within our states and our cities is that everything is gentrified everything looks the same now you know you have a linens and things over here and a bed bath and beyond over there and you have a Kentucky fried chicken there and a Taco Bell there and they're all owned by the same corporations you know with their service uh service centers in India and their manufacturing in China you know if you're Lowe's and if you're Amazon and so on and so forth and they got it all figured out they're going to beat the pants off of mom and pop But it used to be kind of nice to have mom and pop, wasn't it? If you're ever on the East Coast and you drove south toward Florida, you would see this sign after sign after sign in North Carolina that says, south of the border. Finally, you get to south of the border and some small mom and pop rest stop store. You're like, this is it? All that? But it was fun. And you go down and say, I know this guy that has the best pulled pork sandwich you've ever had in your life. Well, you're not going to get it from Arby's. I can assure you that. You're going to get it from the local mom and pop that makes the brisket in the back oven themselves. But we're losing that. We're losing all of that because they can't compete. 
with the global markets, the global slave labor that's coming in. And so this whole thing about the Democrats, it's almost as if they know that they won by cheating. It's almost as if they know that they've cheated and that they know what the score really was. But how in the world is they're the only ones that know? Where are the whistleblowers with all this? And we need more whistleblowers. You could almost make the argument, though, that, you know, on January 6th, we know, as patriots, we know that that was a political stunt. That Trump just tried to hold a rally and show to to America that people were upset that the election was rigged. That there was no intention, there was no premeditated plan, premeditated, I should say, premeditated plan to march into the Capitol building. There was no such talk of that. Nobody that I know that went there knew that that was going to happen. There was a couple of suspicious FBI implants that were verbalizing that and got caught on camera. But that's not some of the tape that they want to release. But you have four people now that have been suicide. I mean, not, oh, correction. I don't know that they've been suicided. So you have four Capitol Police that have committed suicide. And for some reason to me, in my eyes, that seems like a very odd occurrence. One wants to think about the Clintons and how, there's this thing called Arkansas and suicided. This Tay Q tweets this out and says, people don't commit suicide because of one bad day at work. Police have plenty of bad days. If Capitol Police officers committing suicide post-January 6th doesn't raise a red flag to you, then uh, you're too far gone. You've drunk drunk the Kool-Aid already. And that should cause anybody anybody concern is that whistleblowers are losing their lives. And it's not the whistleblowers from the left. It's the whistleblowers, always the whistleblowers from the right. It's the Democrats that are the murderers and the thugs. The same people that endorsed racism and fought to keep racism against the Republican Party that was established to abolish slavery. They fought for slavery. The Democrats did. The Democrats fought for segregation. Just ask George Wallace, the governor of Alabama, back in the 60s. Of course, he's dead now, but the idea is he stood in the doorway. He was a Democrat. The last KKK member to grace the halls of, not grace, But to uh, walk the halls of Congress was Robert Byrd, KKK leadership, almost like the Grand Wizard, Grand Poobah of KKK, a Democrat from West Virginia. And that dude was embraced by Biden and endorsed by Hillary Clinton. And so we're dealing with a party that basically rapes people and then cries, me too, and tries to hijack that. 
I think that the, one of the best examples of this is Andrew Como, you know, and all of his shenanigans and charades, where he is being accused of, and there's so much evidence to this, and these people he actually knew, and these he doesn't deny that he had intimate relations despite being married with some of these people, but he uh, it's, he says it was consensual in many cases, and others he denies it outright. But they got him dead to rights, and Chris Cuomo wrote his speech, his brother from CNN, who basically CNN and MSNBC are both taking a bath, but CNN can't even get above 500,000. Red State Talk Radio gets higher numbers than that. And we, you know, and so it's unbelievable that that is happening to CNN. You look at Biden's own videos, the YouTubes, and Twitter uh, posts, they're nothing like it used to be under Donald Trump. Donald Trump, who is most transparent for president in history, translate that, you know, you get up to Jen Psaki and she'll say, why do you need that information? As if they're, they own the information. Well, we're entitled to the information because we paid for the information, ma'am. We own the information. Now, remember this one. And remember what's happening now with this COVID in Florida. Now, remember this clip I played for you last week or earlier in the week. Let's take another listen to it because it's this woman, a nurse in Florida. Don't say I didn't tell you so. But already every news report you're talking about is trying to attack Florida and Texas for COVID. Let's take a listen to her once again. But I played this well before the situation. This is a woman who's a nurse who knows what's coming. I work for a large hospital system in Broward County, Florida, on the anesthesia team. Last night, the house nurse manager came to my department and told us that we must prepare for a COVID crisis that's going to start next week. And they're going, the hospital will be taking part of our recovery unit, anesthesia recovery unit, to house COVID patients. And that we should, that we cannot allow surgical patients' families to come visit them, which we do pre and post surgery, pre and post anesthesia. And I looked at her and I said, how do you know we're going you're going to need our our rooms our bays and how do you know there's going to be a crisis next week she tilted down her glasses she looked at me and she said you know what's going on by now and i said yeah i do and everyone else just went oh here we go again and shrugged their shoulders Does anyone else find this really strange besides me? It's about time that this whole corrupted, stinking system is brought down. 
seriously. Because I'm really hating my job right now. I can't stand this corruption anymore. Wow. Now that was, that was put out August 1st, almost a week ago. And they knew this was coming. They knew it. And so we're going to be talking about this whole thing about vaccines today. Um, And so what we're going to do is we're going to play this clip from Ron DeSantis. Now let's take a listen to what he has to say about the attack that's going on in Florida. And sure enough, like clockwork, just days later, like that woman predicted, and this was well before they knew that they were going to go after Florida because they're they're trying to get everybody vaccinated. And I don't know how draconian it is. I mean, I don't know if the vaccine... I know that the vaccine efficacy is in question. I know that the gross revenues of all the major players... Uh, are making money hand over fist, and I imagine Fauci is too. And they won't use tools like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, which would make you suspicious. Um, And yet they're coming out with a a pill. Eli uh, Lilly came out with a pill that was identical to ivermectin and uh, with maybe a little, you know, change just to, to make the change so they can patent it. But ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were out of patent. So that means any pharmaceutical plant in India could very well, you know, produce the pill for a dollar a pill or less, 50 cents a pill. I mean, it's it's unbelievably cheap. It's like dirt. They just make it. So there's no money. There's no profit center. There's no incentive. And why do you think they need profit? It's not just about greed, folks. It's not just about Fauci being greedy. After a while, you have enough money, right? Fauci probably has more money he could ever spend as a civil servant. But it's all—it's also about, um, it's about coercion. See, that's what it's about. It's about getting people to cooperate. And the way you get people to cooperate, terrorists have done this for a long time. They give people sticks of gold. They have skids of cash that they steal from the treasuries. And they put them under lock and key in big warehouses. And they take this skids of cash and they divvy it up. And they sit at a table and people come in and take their fighting money and feed their family with it. And that's how they get people to kill and behead. And that's how they get jihadis. And that's how they get to where... And they're not even spending their own money. They're getting money that they've confiscated from a facility. Like, if you know, a treasury. And they're just getting that money and handing it out. Well, Dr. Fauci's sort of like a terrorist, right? Or a mob boss. You know, where he's divvying up and handing out goodies. But he can't do that unless he gets patented exclusive rights to monopoly, mini monopolies. And it's this guarantee that I'm going to refuse things that are dispersed and not organized, like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. 
Those are not money makers for anybody. They're money makers for a lot of people, but not a lot of money because they're so cheap. But they would save a lot of lives. But no, we're going to wait for a patented version of ivermectin that costs $1,200 a pill instead of a dollar a pill. And that's how we're going to do it. And that's going to help get compliance, get coordinated, and get people to obey me. So you're going to take care of me, right, Dr. Fauci? Yeah, financially, I'm going to take care of you. Okay, then we will definitely play ball with you. And so that's how it's working. It's carrots and it sticks. And we've heard the media and a whole bunch of government officials from the Biden government, and they would say, the carrot isn't working. We're going to have to go with the stick approach. And again, just like the Russian hoax, they are not uh, adverse to making stuff up out of whole cloth, which is why I'm very suspicious about the fact that the same people that are pushing the vaccine passports are the same people that are pushing this whole Delta variant, this Delta virus variant that nobody seems to know how to test. Nobody even knows if there is such a thing. And they're just coming out with it like they know what's going on. Yet when you ask them a question for proof, they have none. And so that is kind of concerning because you're asking us to put our masks back on and stay inside. They got New York restaurants being more secure than our southern border. That if you're not vaccinated, and that's exactly what they're pressing, they're pressing this. Now, Nancy Pelosi, months ago, said it's unconstitutional. She said it with her own mouth, right? That, that it's unconstitutional. You can't possibly do that. That's impossible. We don't have the right as Americans, as, as American government. To, we don't have a right to, to do any of that. And, and then all of a sudden, oh, almost like as if it's overnight, they're doing that. And that's cause for great concern that someone like Nancy Pelosi and this whole administration would, would flip on it. Let's take a listen to Nancy, what Nancy Pelosi said uh, back in, um, I think it was just a few months ago. Let's, she's wearing a yellow mask. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. I can't go to the Capitol physician and say, give me the names of people who aren't vaccinated so I can go encourage them to, or make it known to others to encourage them to be vaccinated. Uh, so we can't, we can't do that. We cannot So at the time when that was posted, a couple of tweets around that says, Chip Roy says, two weeks to flatten the curve. Yeah, right. Tim Swain says, breaking, Ron DeSantis signs, this is July 30th, signs an executive order banning all masks mandates in schools and to protect the rights of parents to ignore any school mask mandates for their kids. You know, that's sort of like something you'd want to see, right? And Cambry says the Democrats desperately went want the 2022 elections to be to mirror the 2020 elections. They want you in fear in your house and voting via mail. This is their 2022-2024 insurance policy. And Emerald Robinson wrote, Are you starting to understand that this is not about your health? It's about your freedom? 
And <laughs> I was just reading a couple of these. Rob says, uh, you comply because you want the pandemic to end, but it never ends because you comply. Think about that. I'll read that one again. You comply because you want, to, want the pandemic to end, but it never ends because you comply. And all the libtards out there are basically making one statement over another. Now, here's an exception because fast forward with these va- vaccine passports. The Boston mayor, uh, and her name is Kim Janey. Now, you're going to you also hear in this clip, you're going to hear liberals from Boston liberals uh, who are restaurateurs making the claim that somehow vaccine passports are going to help their business, not hurt it. Well, they can make that claim now that the that you get the 70 percent. That's why I don't want to take the vaccine passport or vaccine. See, I said this. I said I would consider taking the vaccine if you would mandate, if you would make it a law that vaccine passports will never happen. Uh, then if you took that off the table, if you took that off the table, I would consider. If you would make vaccine passports unlawful in our country to where corporation, private corporations wouldn't be allowed to do it, I would more than likely, consi- well, I would consider taking the vaccine. But so long as you got vaccine passports on the table, and again, you're not going to do the dirty work. You're going to hire your corporate minions to do the dirty work. And it's going to be as good as a law, as good of a law as any, because you're never going to be able to go travel anywhere or get on a bus or or go into a restaurant or shop at a store or do anything. Yeah, eventually without some sort of tracking device that says whether you've been vaccinated or not or your social credit score is good or bad. It's going to all intertwine with each other. That's what it's all about. It's about getting to the social credit score, the social credit scoring system. It's not about vaccine passports. Vaccine passports is an opportunity to get the system into place. Once they get that system into place, it's going to be whether you're a compliant citizen or not, whether you're obeying the rules and the information, if you're accepting. If you are a dissident and you disagree with the government, you're going to end up just like those Cubans did against the Castros, in jail or isolated and segregated from society as if you have leprosy. When all you know was that you were born into America with a constitutional protection that said you could live free or die. And that's not happening. Let's take a listen. This is the the title of this article says Boston Mayor Invokes Slavery, Birtherism to Decry Idea of Vaccine Mandates Like New York City's. So she's basically objecting to the vaccine passports, and yet she's a radical radical race-baiting liberal. So it'll be interesting to see what Biden says to her when she runs counter to them. I guarantee you she's going to buckle under pressure because the liberals in her city don't agree with her either because they agree with the bigger government to control people. Never mind the fact that these liberals don't even know what that brings to the table for their lives. 
it's almost like they say, we want to be controlled. I, I don't understand that mentality, but they feel like if the government is controlling all of us, it brings it back to that question about equity versus equality. Because they hate competition. They hate to compete. They don't like capitalism. They don't like winners and losers. They want everybody to get a trophy. It's all part of the same cloth. You understand what's going on here? It's all part of the same balance here. These same individuals that want everybody to get a trophy, they want equity, not equality, where everybody has an equal chance to win. They don't want winners and losers, just like they don't even want men and women. They don't even want, they've carried that to the point where they don't even want a sex. They don't even want a gender. They want to confuse the waters there. You know, they've turned our military. It used to be that, and I was saying this to a friend, it used to be that when you would get to the military, there were people that couldn't get into college. There were people that just weren't academically great. There were people that had fused skill sets. And they were literally, they didn't want to work in a, as a grocery store uh, bagger. Uh, and they were just sort of demoralized. And they were... Um, you know, they were they were demoralized. They were lacking confidence and self-esteem. They didn't have a skill set. They were depressed. And, but take the men. I'm going to speak from a male perspective here for a second. And you say, I'm a strong man. I was great at sports. I was, I was a, a tough kid. And yet I'm just not great at book, at the books. I'm not good at books. And and I don't have a heck of a lot of skills and I can't get into college. And I don't I feel like I'm better than just being, you know, a grocery store checkout clerk. Although there's a lot of uh you know, admiration to people who do that job. But you know, somebody's saying that and they're saying that you know, he's pounding his chest. He's a warrior. But there's no war to fight. And so he joins the military. He's just this lower middle class, blue collar bloke that, you know, has a lot of testosterone in him, is a man without a lot of skills and a lot of opportunities, can't get into college. So he looks to the military to learn a a trade, to fight for his country, to be a man. It used to be, oh, he's a Marine, he's a tough kid. He's a he's an army ranger. He's tough. And now all of a sudden, what have they done to the military? Oh, we're going to get woke. We're going to talk about critical race theory. We're going to actually support the transvestites with their uh, gender mutilization surgery. And we're going to finance that for them. And homosexuals are fine in the military. And now it's become this like, wh- what is your identity? Are you tough or are you not tough? Are you are you a man or are you a woman? Or are you some sort of a pronoun? What the heck is going on in the military? Once again, I say, and I double down and triple down with it, it's not the government's business. The government should have a limited role, infrastructure, national security, and a couple of other things. They do not belong 
In the bedroom, they do not belong uh, in any area of your personal business. They certainly are not equipped to be dealing with pronouns and uh, redefining what it is to be a gender. They're not good enough to do it. They can't get the trains to run on time. They can't get um, the postage to be delivered okay. What makes you think that they can meddle in social engineering and all these things we said in the beginning, right? I know I said we talked about those in the beginning, but it gets right to the point. And so we're going to play, we're going to listen to this mayor talk about this. And then we're going to listen to one of these liberal restaurateurs because I want you to hear what the left's argument is, actually. Comments from Boston Mayor Kim Janey after I asked her about New York City requiring proof of vaccination for restaurants, gyms, and entertainment venues. There's a long history in this country of people needing to show their papers. The mayor then references slavery, former President Trump, and birtherism. During slavery, post-slavery, uh, as recent as, you know, what an immigrant population has to go through here. Uh, we heard Trump with the birth certificate nonsense. Here, we want to make sure that we are not doing anything that would further create a barrier for residents. In Cambridge, one restaurant tells us it is requiring proof of vaccination for indoor dining. For us to be competitive, to take steps to uh, put those policies into place ourselves as businesses, you know, gives us a competitive advantage. The owner says if cases go up, it threatens the business and the safety of employees and customers. The spread of disease is what will kill the restaurant business and what will kill our ability to send children back to school safely. In Boston, Mayor Janey wouldn't say either way if a mandate was coming, preferring instead to focus on access. We want to make sure that we are giving every opportunity for folks to get vaccinated. Uh, When it comes to what uh, businesses may choose to do, uh, we know that those types of things are difficult to enforce when it comes to vaccine. Now, tonight, mayoral candidate Andrea Campbell tweeting, this kind of rhetoric is dangerous. Showing proof of vaccination is not slavery or birtherism. And candidate Michelle Wu saying anyone in a position of leadership should be using that position to build trust in vaccines. Tonight, Mayor Janey putting out a statement clarifying there will be no mandates when it comes to certain business sectors. So she's folding already. And it just goes to show you how liberal it is around these universities. It's the same in Philadelphia around Penn University. The lib, lib, libtards are out in full force. It's unbelievable that people can get their, you know, they literally can get their head into that place, that space, because I can't. I, I, I absolutely can't. So let's take a listen to um, uh, Ron DeSantis talking about uh, oh, oh, Biden's uh, intrusion into uh, the whole matrix metrics of uh, the whole metrics of uh, um, vaccine, you know, cracking down on Florida. We already heard the woman predict that this was going to happen. Let's listen to DeSantis's counter to uh, what the Biden administration and the rhetoric and the media is doing against Florida because. If Florida succeeds in doing it their way, what's going to happen is they're going to show that 
This is all a myth that Sweden probably had a better approach to it, not shutting down. And then there's charts that say that the cities in America with the strictest shutdowns were the absolute worst of all the cities. And, you know, here it is right here. I got this uh, thing, uh, this Ben Shapiro put it out. Death rates from coronavirus COVID-19 in the United States per 100,000 people. Well, New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Mississippi, Arizona, Louisiana, Alabama, Connecticut, South Dakota, Pennsylvania, Michigan. So the top three, four are, are radically left. And Florida is at the bottom Florida is at the bottom. Death rates from coronavirus in the United States per 100,000. So you go all the way down. There's te- oh, Texas and Florida are the two at the bottom of that list. Okay? So New Jersey, New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Island are the top four. And Texas and Florida are the bottom two. Florida being the, 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 the uh, lowest on the totem pole there. Um, and here we go. We're going to listen to Ron DeSantis uh, explain and push back against the heat that he's taken from Biden and his administration uh, for trying to say that Florida is not cooperating with regard to the vaccines. Again, the vaccines are nothing but a vehicle to get to social credit score where everybody you're going to be controlled by your social credit score. It's unconstitutional. It's not freedom. It's the government controlling you, not you controlling the government. That's the biggest problem with social credit scores and the vaccine passports. But let's take a listen to Ron DeSantis. Well, thanks. We're we're excited to be here. And um, I just want to say something uh, quickly, Um, you know, Uh, Joe Biden has taken to himself to try to single out Florida um, over COVID. Uh, This is a guy who ran for president saying he was going to, quote, shut down the virus. And what has he done? He's imported more virus from around the world by having a wide open southern border. You have hundreds of thousands of people pouring across every month. And it's not just from Mexico. In fact, it's rarely from Mexico. You have over 100 different countries where people are pouring through, not only are they letting them through, they're then farming them out all across our communities across this country, putting them on planes, putting them on buses. Do you think they're being uh, worried about COVID for that? Of course not. So he's facilitating. Who knows what new variants are out there? But I can tell you, whatever variants are around the world, they're coming across that southern border. And so he's not shutting down the virus. He's helping to facilitate it in our country. And what is his big solution? What is he so upset about Florida? His solution is he wants to have the government force kindergartners to wear masks in school. He doesn't believe the parents should have a say in that. He thinks that should be a decision for the government. Well, I can tell you in Florida, the parents are going to be the ones in charge of that decision. And one of the major uh, medical people in his administration just recently told parents that they should be wearing masks at home when they're around their own children. This is insane. Joe Biden also believes that 
vaccination should be mandated by force of government and that you should have to show vaccination status to be able to participate in society. Now, Florida, we're very proud of our seniors first strategy. You look at the mortality in nursing homes among seniors, it's declined dramatically. But we said from the beginning, we're going to make it available for all but we're not going to mandate it on anybody. That's ultimately an individual's choice to be able to do it. Biden, he rejects science because he denies the fact that people that recover from COVID have long-lasting immunity. And that's been proven time and time again, and the data is very clear. So his vision is, just like in New York City, restaurants should ban young kids from being able to go in because they're not eligible for vaccination and law-abiding citizens have to produce proof of their medical records just to go to the gym or attend an event or just to participate in everyday society. He wants that, but yet if you want to vote, he thinks it's too much of a burden to show a picture ID when you're voting. So no voter ID, but have to show your medical papers just to be able to live an everyday life. Give me a break. And so I think the question is, is we can either have a free society or we can have a biomedical security state. And I can tell you, Florida, we're a free state. People are going to be free to choose to make their own decisions about themselves, about their families, about their kids' education, and about putting food on the table. And Joe Biden suggests that if you don't do lockdown policies, then you should, quote, get out of the way. But let me tell you this. If you're coming after the rights of parents in Florida, I'm standing in your way. I'm not going to let you get away with it. If you're trying to deny kids a proper in-person education, I'm going to stand in your way, and I'm going to stand up for the kids in Florida. If you're trying to restrict people, impose mandates, if you're trying to ruin their jobs and their livelihoods and their small business, if you are trying to lock people down, I am standing in your way, and I'm standing for the people of Florida. So why don't you do your job? Why don't you get this border secure? And until you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you. Thank you. Well, how was that? How do you like me now, right? <laughs> Ron DeSantis kicking some butt, taking some names, right? And uh, we got this... Uh, st- there's a guy that writes uh, for the American Greatness, and uh, it's a magazine, you know, art, online. I like it a lot. It's amgreatness.com, amgreatness.com. A lot of writers over there. I like a, like them. Uh, Victor Davis Hanson, Julie Kelly uh, write for them. And uh, this is entitled, he says, I'm unvaccinated and I plan to stay that way. Federal, state, and local governments' plans to make people's lives miserable if they uh, don't get the jab. It's time to tell the politicians and bureaucrats to go to hell. And so, you know, it, it he gets into this whole thing about, you know, how confusing the messaging is, you know, and how uh, it's it's complete chaos in terms of the solution the end what's what's being brought out of the administration um they talk about that um also just a couple of other tidbits because we are running out of time it says uh here election cheating surges to top u.s issue 
most want photo ID. So you heard DeSantis talking about a photo ID. He's right on the money when it comes to that. I want to also play before I get out of, you know, before I run out of time and not be able to share this with you. Listen to what Cori Bush said about um, defunding the police and her own personal security detail that's paid for by the taxpayers, you and me. She's a U.S. Congresswoman, uh, Cori Bush. Let's take a listen to what she has to say. The thing, I won't let them get that off. You can't get that off. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety net. So social safety nets are nothing but, you know, Black Lives Matter BS, right? <laughs> it's social justice. It's equity programs. It's everything that's wrong with, Amer- you know, that would be wrong for America is is what Cori Bush would stand for. It's this kind of libtardedness, this kind of re- just ridiculous um, double standard hypocrisy that the Democrats who voted for her and the Democrats that you heard defending vaccine passports in Boston or the Democrats that you see in your own daily life. This is exactly the kind of crap that they support. How this is even a debatable argument is beyond me. It's not even a debatable argument. Now, the only reason why it's not even going to be ever debated is because the elections are rigged. One would say, that kind of rhetoric would ruin anyone's career in a, as a politician. But Democrats are going fearless right now because they know they got the algorithm. And we got to get to the bottom of that. We got to get to the bottom of the algorithm and these election voting machines. <clears throat> and I think that we eventually will get to the bottom of that. And that's why I think that the Democrats are pushing so hard and so fast is because they know they're going to run out of time. They might not get another bite at the apple. They're going to try to do as much damage or, in their eyes, get as much done as they possibly can before the jig is up with regard to election rigging because they know that they're going to lose their power. And so they're trying to get as much done. They're behaving like a guilty party. And that's exactly what they are. And so we just got to keep fighting every single day, and that's what we're doing. So check out buglecall.org, magapack.org, to see what we're doing about America First policies to make America great again. And check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcasts. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to their neck.